0: <laughs> Good afternoon and welcome back to the uh, podcast for Crusaders Same of the New Town. New didn't come out
1: right. The whole intro started, started right over. into the toilet. Maybe
0: I should just leave this in and make it more entertaining, right? Yeah, start it over, maybe? No, I no, 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 no. Just edit it out. We'll just leave it another pause. It's easy enough. All right, one more time. Good afternoon, and welcome to the podcast for the Crusaders of New Temple. I am Ankan Su. And I'm Thea. And we're here to hopefully give you a more entertaining podcast. This is podcast number four for us.
1: Yeah, we've been practicing a little bit and coming up with new ideas, so hopefully it will get better.
0: Well, that and I've been listening to a shitload of podcasts lately. Um, I want to throw a quick shout-out here to uh, three of the big podcasts I've been listening to. That's Bind on Equip. Those guys there, those Aussies down there, are uh, quite the hoot to listen to. And Inside Azeroth, uh, they've uh, provided me some useful tips and, of course, wow files. So that's my shout-out to the podcast that I've been listening to, and uh, they provided some uh, great tips and information on uh, how podcasts shouldn't be done. So... Anyway, we're uh, here to cover some stuff. Uh, First off on the bat is a little bit of uh, what have we done with our characters since our last podcast. And we know it's been a couple, three weeks, but uh, our podcast will be more regular now. So we'll start with Thea here. What have you been up to for the last couple, three weeks there, Thea, with your uh, character?
1: I spent a lot of time, as you know, the last podcast, I was still working on getting to 80 with Thea. Um, Got him there. Finally got him to 80. I've done so far made it through four heroic dungeons. Um, out of four, picked up a couple of nice items. Um, it's kind of hard in the heroics. Uh, you basically, most of us aren't geared for it when we're, once we hit 80. So I hit 80 with Thea. And as I said, I wasn't, I'm not geared to be in the heroics. You've got to find a group that's going to let you in there without being geared for it. Your first thing is you're going to do a DPS. That's your damage per second. You're not going to go into heroics unless you're geared to be a tank, and they're not going to let you be a tank. And there's some rules to find, learn. I had to learn a lot of rules. The tank has first dibs on any tank gear that drops, and hopefully he's already got it. Then he'll let it go off to somebody else. But they are pretty good about the gear-wise in heroics. They, at least in my the guild I'm working in, they hand off things to the people who need it if, if their main people don't need it themselves. But the people who are leading that heroic group, tended, they got first dibs on things. And as you're the brand new person, you get the leftovers. But you will get stuff. Um, with my um, rogue, I got him to 18, basically been in the battleground since he was 18. I have done nothing but battleground after battleground after battleground. And the only time I'm not in the battleground is when I make a level and I go out real quick and I... I get my dagger skill and my defense skill back up doing adventuring, and then I'm right back in the battleground. Because your weapon, your skills do not go up in the battleground. You have to go out and adventure to get those skills back up. And that's about it. I haven't been playing too much of any of my other Mm -hmm. ones. My hunter's still at 70. Did a little bit of boy and leather, getting some leather and bringing up his crafting skill, but I haven't really brought him up in any levels. So that's off to you. What have you been doing?
0: Well, what have I been doing? Well, not a whole (laughs) hell of a lot lately. I've been uh, spending a lot of time in the auction house, but uh, as far as my characters go, uh, Aunt Su has uh, made level 51 finally. After three weeks of almost no work on him whatsoever, I uh, spent a little time with him in Un'Goro Basin. Uh,
1: Well, you better hurry up or my rogue's going to catch you.
0: That's all right. (laughs) I'm uh, planning to put some time into him this weekend here and uh, make him at least 55 before the weekend's out. And I did put some time into my hunter there for a while, though. I moved her from level 27 to level 31, and she's moving along quite nicely and clearing up loads of uh, um, quests. That's the word I'm looking for. Loads of quests in, uh, in Ashenvale and getting ready to move out of Ashenvale, doing something a little different with this hunter. I'm going through area by area, one at a time, and making sure I clear all the quests in an area. Just want to kind of explore it and have some fun, you know, enjoy that.
1: Well, because I've game. been doing battlegrounds, I haven't—believe it or not—it wasn't until 35 I hit 200 quests.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> that can happen if you spend all your time in battlegrounds.
1: Well, I'm definitely getting to know that rogue and know how to use it.
0: Yeah, battlegrounds will teach you that. Maybe we'll have to move you over to a PvP server just so you can have some fun there.
1: Yeah, I'll wait till I'm higher level before I go there. <laughs> you won't. You can't do that.
0: Uh, you won't. Uh, Blizzard doesn't allow you to move your character from a PVE to a PvP server.
1: You have to make one, huh? You have to beginning. start
0: all over again. So PvP server may be something fun down the line in the future. Been listening uh, lately to Bind on Equip. I've been playing, uh, been playing catch up, listening to all their back podcasts, and uh, caught them right now. There, and the, uh, this was probably about six to eight months ago in their podcast but they're talking about their group that they've uh, rolled on a PVP server and they've been having fun with it. So it sounds like something fun and challenging to do down the road. At any rate, just another quick uh, quick hit on the auction house. So I'm going to cover it a little bit l- a little bit later here in the podcast, but I'll give you some of the tips and how I've been making money in the auction house. And uh, another great piece of news from us. The Crusaders for New Temple now have our own guild. So any of you listeners out there that want to come on over to Borean Tunda Realm, that's uh, the realm, not the the landmass. I know it's kind of an odd thing, but you come on over to our realm and give us a whisper and uh, say you want to join our guild, we'll happily bring you into the guild. We've got a fun guild that we're creating that's basically going to be more of a social guild. We're not going to be uh, doing any serious rating or anything
1: like that. Yeah, well eventually. Maybe when we get high enough and we he get might enough people.
0: Be. Yeah, well, he might be. I don't know if I'm going to ever get into serious rating. I listen to it and think ah, it doesn't sound like much fun to me. I'd rather go out and uh, do quests and other stuff. I mean, there's so much in this
1: World of Warcraft to uh, check out and see. Well, now that I have an 80, I am definitely for the next podcast, hopefully I will get around to it. I'm going to look into the arena stuff a lot more. I do know you had to have an 80 to even start Arena Group. That's what I heard. So I'm going to look into that, and hopefully next podcast I'll have some information about Arena for you. That's one thing I haven't done any of. Yeah. So at any rate,
0: uh, before we get much further into it, I want to leave a spot here for our sponsor. Yes, we have a sponsor. Um, It is Fire Dragon Hosting, and now a word from our sponsor. Fire Dragon Hosting, dependable hosting for your World of Warcraft website. Whether it's a blog or a guild site, Fire Dragon Hosting is the hosting you can depend
1: on. Alright, I'm going to talk about the battlegrounds since I've spent 20 levels doing battleground after battleground. A little bit about the items and some strategies you may use in, in purchasing your items from the battleground vendor. And then I'm going to touch a little bit on jewel crafting. There isn't really much to tell you on your trades other than maybe a few suggestions and but trades are trades. They're kind of pretty simple. You get the materials you need. You make the items. But we'll talk a little bit more.
0: Okay, so we're going to cover email and other stuff here. Well, let us see. Ruffle, ruffle, ruffle. Email, click, click, click. Uh, you know what? We don't, we don't have, have any yet. Come on, people. We know there's some
1: people out there listening to us. We've looked at our stats. People are downloading our podcasts. We want your suggestions. We can't learn how to get any better at this if we don't hear hear any... Br- Bad stuff, or even good stuff. Even we'll tell us how much we
0: suck. I mean, come on. We we, we really want to hear some something.
1: topics you want us to cover that we're not coming up with yet.
0: That would be great. So, or leave us uh, leave us uh, stuff on iTunes. Go in there and leave us customer referrals. Give us ratings on iTunes. If you happen to be in the U.S., the U.K., or Australia or someplace, we're here in Canada, so we need you to look at those iTunes stores for us, and even send and tell us information. That would be great. So email. So to email us, you can send email to onconsu at new
1: com. That's A-H-K-O-N-S-U. And Thea at new com. T H A E L A H. At Newtemple.com. So anyway, and then
0: what we also give you a bit of recap. So recap of stuff we've covered in the past podcast. We've talked about mods and other things we've used. We've talked about auction house tips.
1: We've given some dungeon run-throughs. We've been talking about battlegrounds. We've talked talking about our trades a lot and suggestions on that. So go back and listen to our first few
0: podcasts. Granted, we know they probably kind of suck, and hopefully this one doesn't suck. We really want it to not suck.
1: We're trying so to get better.
0: We're working at getting better. As we get along here, we'll get much better. So at any rate, send us an email. Good, the bad, the ugly. And we'll hound you
1: again at the end of the podcast. Okay, I'm going to talk about battlegrounds and jewel crafting. Basically, the battlegrounds, a little bit of strategy, a little bit about some of the items you can get, and a little bit of strategy on your jewel crafting. But there isn't a whole lot we can talk about any of our crafting skills because they are pretty much straightforward.
0: Okay, um, not sure what I'm going to talk about. Oh yeah, I'm going to talk about auction house stuff and uh, game holidays. I don't know about you, but uh, I've been playing in some of the game holidays that recently have uh, passed us by. Uh, some of them were kind of cool. There was, of course, the uh, Hallows, Hallow's End uh, game. Then there was uh, Day of the Dead. Uh, I can't pronounce it in Spanish, so you'll have to find somebody else to do that for you. And c- coming up, I, coming up this next week is the Pilgrim's Pride, or for you Americans out there, Thanksgiving. Um, us Canadians up here, we've already had our Thanksgiving. It's been over a month. So, anyway, there's going to be some great fun in the action, in the, in the, in the holidays. And they provide some interesting stuff. So, I'll touch on those things there. And we also have a couple of an occasional tip on, we have another useful tip on
1: a mod.
0: Oh, no, another mod? No, we've already mentioned the auction house. Auction house, auction house, auction house. Why do we touch on the auction house so much? Well, you need gold. As we said, we started our own guild. And what did we do? We instantly purchased five bank tabs, filled it full of, full of stuff, and we still have gold left over. So, at any rate,
1: we'll come back to that. Okay, I guess is for me. I'm going to start out with the battlegrounds. As I told you in the past, you can start your battlegrounds at level 10. I didn't actually start till 18. With with my rogue, um, first one you start out is War Song. And the good part about Warsong Song is, as an 18 is your first weapons, you can get a sword or a dagger. And then every 10 levels after that, you can upgrade your weapons. You also have the capability of a ring to War Song, which gives you some agility and strength. But what I have found is, because I'm playing a rogue in the battlegrounds, carrying two weapons, bought the first dagger, will not let you buy the same dagger twice. So the technique I have found when it comes to that weapon, is I, I got the first dagger bought at 18. When I made 28, I bought the 28 dagger, moved the 18 dagger to my offhand. put the 28 dagger in my main hand. Done the same thing at 38. The 28 daggers moved to my offhand, the new 38 daggers in my main hand. This way, because that blue dagger is better and it does comparable damage even at 30 a 28 item at 38 is doing comparable damage for an offhand weapon. The same thing with the ring. I bought the first ring at 18, at 28, I bought the second ring. Now I'm able to wear two of the same ring because they're bought at different levels. That is the one key with the battleground: is the things have to be bought at. The, it won't let you have two of each specific thing at that level, but it will let you have multiples if they're bought at different levels. Of their capability for your level. Now, the next thing is your first set of armor you're going to see is going to be at level 40. And uh, I'm trying to remember off of memory, I forgot to write it down. It's a set of shoulders, if I remember correctly. And the other thing you can do at level 40, and it depends on where you want to spend your points, but you need a lot of points, a lot of uh, battleground emblems, to purchase a lot of these things. At level 40, you can do a, you can get your battleground mount. That's actually an achievement if you're really after the achievements. And your fast mount at level 40 is going to cost you 30 Alteric, 40 arathi, and 30, I mean 30 arathi and 30 war song emblems. That's sixty emblems, thirty from each one of those areas to buy that mount. The next big thing is at level sixty you get your first dibs on your first set of armor. They cover the hands, chest, legs, head and shoulder. And you're going to need fifty Alteric, forty Arathi, and thirty Warsong. That's what you're going to need to buy that full set of armor from all the different vendors. So it's something you gotta think about. You want to build up your your battleground emblems so that you can purchase all these items later. But I'm telling you right now, I've been buying the items as I go up in levels. And Arathi, I'm doing alright. I got a lot up in Arathi. War song's where you're buying your stuff from your twenties in your twenties and thirties. <coughs> so you're gonna spend a lot of your war song. Now as soon as I hit 40, I'll start spending my Arathi. Had a few things for Marathi, but not much. Well, that's about it on the, basically, on the items. I'm going to talk a little bit later on about strategies in the board, in the battlegrounds, and some of my observations of how people, some people's priorities in the battleground versus winning.
0: Yeah, I guess that can be a bit of a problem. So anyway, I also wanted to talk a little bit about my uh, bad case of OCD on my characters. Uh, why has Ankon Su? You know, granted, you know he's only level fifty-one, but why is it taking me so long to get up there? Well, the problem is, is I see shiny things. It's like I wander, oh, that's shiny. Let's wander over here and see what this looks like. I have got a bad case of exploring, so I just don't always. Go out there. Right now, Ong Su's sole goal is to get out there and level to level 80. And I want to accomplish that as quickly as I can.
1: Well, as soon as I catch him up, he's, he's promised to go into battleground with me. Yeah. Well, I think two rogues t- talking on Ventrilo can really do some damage.
0: Two rogues, yeah. Two rogues can probably do some really serious damage in a battleground. Uh, if we're way. working together. Yeah, so, we'll definitely give that a shot, but right now, Ankan Kanzi's sole goal is to level. And I'll be pushing him along and tra- and trying to keep him from going, ooh, that's shiny. I want to see what's so located over there. Because the simple fact is, is like, I've taken him to places I shouldn't have taken him. Like I mentioned once before, a couple weeks ago, I got bored and I wanted to create a new uh, template for the website. Well, I wanted to create a hoard template. Well. Orgamar has some really cool areas. So what I do, I snuck my rogue into Orgamar. You know, and that was actually kind of a cool thing to do. It took me a little bit to get in there and when I got in there, well, I sure enough got freaking ganked by some rogue who was like 20 levels above me. Don't know where the hell he came from. It was just like, wow, what the I'm sorry, fuck? was oh, it I the ping We don't have an explicit tag. We got to keep the keep the lingo down there. I'll have to bleep that one out. Um we don't want to end up with the explicit tag on ours. So at any rate, big thing, I'm going to uh, level, my, level my rogue.
1: What is thy bidding, my master?
0: So anyway, I'm going to uh, give you guys some auction house tips. And what have I been doing in the auction house? Well, after we uh, started our guild and I forked over my grand total of about, mm, what, five, seven grand worth of gold to uh, get the guild all gilded up and shiny. I was left with a measly 150-odd gold. So I went back to the auction house and started buying, 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 and selling, selling, selling. Buy low, sell high. Well, that's the whole key. Well, everyone knows that. But what do you buy and what do you sell? That's very important. Um, Things you don't really want to buy in the auction house, well, you want to avoid certain types of... The glyphs, I didn't have too much luck with. Yeah, certain types of items like glyphs. You don't want to buy glyphs. Some recipes don't sell. You can get them dirt cheap, but you'll never sell them. you are end up stuck with them. You've you got to
1: do your research on recipes and make sure it's not a vendor recipe. Or, if you
0: have the um, have the auctioneering plug, plug, mod plug-in, it'll actually tell you if it's available from a vendor by highlighting the item. There's a little spot in there that says, available for vendor for this amount. So, you can avoid that. You Just Before you buy the item, take a quick look and see. Is it available for vendor? Well, there's a lot of things on the auction house that are available for vendor at about half to 75% less than what somebody's trying to auction it for. So you've got to be careful. But that's
1: somebody who's made the trip out there, bought it from the vendor, and then taken it back to town and put it on the auction house thinking people are going to buy it. Well,
0: they do sometimes. It depends on how rare and how hard it is to get to the vendor in question. So you do got to kind of question it. But there are also jewelry items. Um, A lot of jewelry items you'll see pop up in the auction house you don't want to buy because they're the stuff that people are making while they're leveling their jewel crafting. All of a sudden there's 15 or 20 of the, um, what's that one ring we were looking at?
1: Twilight Shadows.
0: Yeah, the Twilight Shadows ring, man. It just suddenly appears. There are 20 or 30 of them.
1: But every crafting skill has a certain item that will make you make lots of points, Yes, it does. And you make 10, 20, and 30 of those before you run out of getting points out of them. And the Ring of Twilight Shadows is one of the Jewel Crafter ones. That I do know.
0: And what happens, though, is they sit in the auction house. You can't sell them. You can get them dirt cheap, but you'll never be able to resell them. I try. So the biggest thing I can say to you on the auction house is make sure of what you're buying. Make sure, kind of research it. The other thing that's kind of a waste of time unless you get them dirt cheap is the blue items. Most of the blue items that are selling in the auction house are selling at close to what they should be selling for. And if you buy them and then try to knock the price up,
1: you'll probably sit on it a while and you might lose your money. Well, if you can buy it at a, when somebody sells it cheap, that's great and just keep it going at market value. But even at market value, most of my blue items don't sell.
0: Well, that's the thing. Blue items don't sell real fast. So you want to buy greens. Greens, 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 and more greens, and occasionally, uh, occasionally a blue item. I don't, I don't buy too many of the
1: blue items to resell, but I do buy all the greens. But I do have another a good suggestion that if you're if you're doing pretty good in your auction house, one of the things I have done with my auction house tune is that I'm paying attention and looking at items that my other tunes could use, and That's... only been buying them when they're cheap, when they're when they're below market, and I've already got a full set of armor put away from my robe for when he hits his 50s.
0: Yeah, that's a great thing to do. It's an easy way to twink
1: out your uh, yeah, He'll be low, twinked with all blue. Holes. He'll be twinked with all blue armor when he hits his 50s. You can start wearing one piece at a time because it takes like yeah. to level 58 to be able to wear the whole set. So there you, there you go. Those are our tips for the auction house and of course, how well did I do
0: for my couple hundred gold I had left? Well, I'm back over a thousand gold in less than a week. So... It's like the auction house, You need, if you need coin, the best place to go is the auction house, but stay out of the auction house on our realm. Go to somebody else's realm and do it, because I've already, I've already got the market in our realm, and I'm <laughs> sewing it up quite tightly, so you'd be wasting your time if you come to the Borean Tundra realm. Go to somebody else's realm. So at any rate, that's where the auction house is and how useful the auction house is for you.
1: Okay, um, I know I said I was going to talk about jewel crafting. I'm going to make a change to that. We're just going to talk about crafting in general because this works for all your crafts. You need to look at each of the items. When you learn a new recipe, you need to look at that recipe. And truthfully, I've found, having brought a a tune up that's got an armor, a uh, blacksmithing of 450, I've got a tune with a leather working of over 400, and I'm bringing up my rogue with um, making potions. And the one thing I have learned in all of this is just because you got the materials and it's a yellow or brown and says you can make 20 of them, don't hit make all. Because I tell you what, you will lose points because by the time it runs through about 10 of those and you're not paying attention because you can't see it because you clicked on it and you got it highlighted, you can't see it change color down from a brown to a yellow and then really quick to a green. So, you want to make sure because you're wasting materials when you do that. My recommendation, you can do what you want, but my recommendation is take that extra time and one time make one item. Make one item. Or if you feel like it, go in there and put no more than three to five. Make three to five items and then wait and see and then make those five at the most and check your color and see where it's at. When it hits yellow, my recommendation is not make any more than about five, maybe ten more items on that yellow. Usually it seems to be about five more, and then, then the points start getting farther and farther apart. You have to make two or three, even on a yellow, to get a point out of it. You always want to work off your brown colored recipe as much as possible. And then again, every trade has that one item, like that Ring of Twilights for the Jewel Crafter that will make you mega points. It just, for some reason, it lasts a lot and it makes you a lot of points. It's also one of those easy mats to get a hold of. You get a lot of that map by the time you hit that item, you'll make a big round of points. But if, I don't know if that one thing I've noticed is after you hit that item, you're down to, you're, the only recipe you got, unless you've managed to buy one off a vendor somewhere or get one out of the auction house is the last recipe you got is all green. And you've got to trudge through that green to make up 10 points, sometimes even 20 points on a green. That's true. And then that's where it gets pretty tough. That's why you really want to be careful about not not make all, so you can save your mats for stuff like that. That's about it. It's just a general tip on look at all your crafting capabilities. And you can use this on any of them, not specifically any one.
0: And while we're at that, I want to give you the uh, latest um, tip on uh, a useful mod we've gotten. I know in the past we recommended the mod Mail Grab. Well, if you took our advice, uh, go back in there and chuck Mail Grab out. Uh, it turns out that the program hasn't been updated in a while and that it's got a bit of a bug in it. What we're recommending now is called Postal. So go, po- go Postal on your mod and get the Go Postal mod. It is a great mod for handling your mailbox, especially if you're doing auction house stuff where you go to your mailbox and you've got 300 items. Nobody wants to sit there and go click, grab, click, grab, click, grab, oh sorry I was getting lost. Anyway, you just hit hit the select all button. The other great thing about Postal is it remembers all of your characters that you have, all of your alts, your guildmates. Everybody. Anybody see, you've sent mail to. Anybody right? you've sent mail to, so you don't have to remember if you type it incorrectly and send mail off to some other person in the realm who decided to use a misspelling of your name, which has happened once to me.
1: Yeah, I've lost some stuff a few times. I sent
0: it and it disappeared in the mail and it never arrived. I, hmm, I bet I sent it to the wrong place. So at any rate, get yourself mail or go go or postal. You can download it through. The, um,
1: the Curse Client. Curse
0: Client. Thank you. Curse Client is where you can get it. Um, Curse Client is great for getting a lot of those useful mods.
1: And if you're not the computer adept type of person, Curse Client installs it for you. That's the good part about using them.
0: So, and no, they're not paying us any money. So, Curse Client, if you're hearing us out there, and because we're promoting you, and you want to pay us money, we will happily take it send it to us, or even just give us the bonus uh, advance package. We'll be happy to accept that. So, at any rate, we're going to move on now to something different. This place is kept, kept by, by powerful, powerful gods God God and spirits of kings.
1: Okay, so I'm going to talk about Battlegrounds. First one i want to talk about is Warsong Gulch. That Warsong Gulch doesn't have a lot uh, to do for strategies. The best thing I've found so far is that a druid, a paladin, or a mage are real good about going after the flag. One reason why is the mage can cast their shield on themselves and and keep themselves down on some damage while they make the run. Well, I think this is quite unfair. A mage can shield themselves from damage, but as a paladin, as soon as I cast my shield, I drop the flag. That kind of sucks that another another class can cast a shield protection and keep damage from happening and one class can't when they grab a flag. That's not quite fair in my opinion. But Uh, that's the way WoW has it set right now. So, Blizzard, if you're listening, you need to change that. Yep, I should be able to cast my shield on the paladin just like a mage does. Or the mage should, at least in my opinion, the mage shouldn't be able to cast it on themselves. And they should drop the flag if they cast it. And it's great if they can cast it on the one with the flag So one of the strategies is a druid, because they can change the cat form and make that run faster. A paladin, because they can take the damage and they can heal themselves to a point. They've got that lay of hands, which is one major heal, and then they can do a potion after that. But that's about it for a paladin, because they can't put any shield up. And then a mage, because they can cast that shield and not take damage and cast it again. They can also make that jump spell. Uh, I forget what it's called, but there's one where they, they jump ahead. That can be useful. I'm not sure if that actually works when you're carrying the flag. I haven't seen them do that very much. The other thing I think you need to do is you need defenders, and you need to start out with defenders. That's where the rogues come in. If you've got rogues, they should be your defenders. But they need help. They're not tanks. Alright, so I think the best defenders so far I have found has been one or two rogues, sometimes three. A hunter is great as a defender because of that pet. They can send that pet up into the second floor, chasing things that are up on the second floor, and at least occupy them up there while a rogue does his walk around and then he gets up there and deals with them. And it's nice to have a warrior or some, some kind of tank, but if you're playing a rogue and you're protecting a flag, sap is not that great. It does stop them, but you've got to get it off just right and you have to be in a good position to do it. But you do have your one little spell that stuns them for four seconds. If you hit that, you stun them just as they get to that flag, then you, several of you in that room have time to start pounding on them. And if you stun them as a rogue, hit, hit your hemorrhage, then you're going to get that other stun capability back up from one, and you're going to be able to hit them again for another four seconds. But you've got to keep hitting that hemorrhage and stuff so you get your, uh, get your points up so you can use your other ones. And the main thing as a rogue is to keep stunning them, keep them from moving. Because especially if you've got a druid going after that flag, once they change the cat form, they're gone. Yay, rogues! Okay, <laughs> so Rogues are the best defenders up there, but they need help. They can't do it on their own because if a Horde comes in there in a big group, or if you're playing a, li- a Horde and the an Alliance comes in there in a big group, they go after that Rogue because they know that Rogue is easy to kill, but they know that Rogue's also a pain in the butt because that Rogue stuns everybody.
0: Yeah.
1: So that's about it for Warsong Gulch. It's not a whole lot of strategy. The only other thing I have found so far... Because the alliance doesn't work together. They never have.
0: That seems to be on our server, though. Uh, From what I've
1: listened to on the other
0: podcasts, it sounds like their servers have problems with their horde characters. So it just seems to vary from server to server.
1: Yeah, but that's changed now, because you get everybody from all different servers in there. Yeah, well... That's starting to change, because if you notice when you're on there, and you've got a name and you've got an asterisk, that's telling you they're not on your server. All right? So... I don't know what it is. I heard some people, when people complain about cooperation, I hear people type back out there saying, well, I want my achievements. Your achievements will happen, okay? They happen. You don't have to work on them. They just happen. I got over 5,000 honorable kills at level, I, I got that at level 35. 5,000 honorable kills from doing battleground after battleground. I didn't hit 5,000 until much later with my paladin because I didn't play him all the time. And you've got certain achievements that you're going to get based on your class. Like a rogue, you're going to get not in my house. Yeah, that one's actually kind of cool. That's just stopping them outside. Another achievement that the, their defenders are going to get, I think you got to get the flag five times or something like that. Retrieve your flag five times. There's an achievement there. Those things happen, Okay. So, don't so worry there you go, about your achievements. You
0: little whiners that worry about your achievements, don't worry about them. Just get in there and actually try to win. Cooperate and try to win. That's worth three points versus one. There you go. There's the reason for it. You'll get your achievements. They will happen. So, at any rate, we're moving on. You, you, you're going to go so, on. Moving on here, we're going to talk to you a little bit about game holidays. Well, some of the fun game holidays that I sort of participated in, I'm on the two year plan for the. Uh, for the hollows end uh, achievements uh since i uh got into them in the middle but hopefully by the time next year rolls around i'm going to go after the headless horseman i hear there's a really cool mount you can get from him if you're lucky enough to get it a broom
1: <laughs> it's pretty nice i got a nice ring with the with my paladin i didn't do much of the hollow end either because i was trying to get to 80 at that time yeah but, but it, I did go one on the headless horseman with one group. And I right, did.
0: I did pick up a couple of the other small minor achievements in Hollows End. You know, the trick or treat one. I uh, went after the Gnerds one, and uh, got that one. So there's some nice little achievements there. But there are just some of them are just loads but of achievements fun. Achievements
1: are achievements, guys. They they happen when you're playing. Yeah, mostly. And They shouldn't be your main focus when uh, you're unless you're an achievement. And heart. I'm going to hit it when you're in a battleground. They should not be your main focus. I like <laughs> to win.
0: He's got this thing about the Battlegrounds. Give it, give him a break. <laughs> At any rate, some of the other, uh, other uh, holidays that passed us by, there's a new one that went by this year. The new one was uh, Day of the Dead, and that one was kind of cool. All you had to do for the achievement was very simple, go find a graveyard and go dance with uh, Kofina, and all you had to do was get in there and dance with her, and you got the achievement, Day of the Dead, and then you got the skeleton costume. So, you could run around for a skeleton. Plus, you got a little baby skeleton they were giving away for a little while that was good for that one day. But I hear there were some problems with that. At any rate, I didn't accomplish that one. Um, For those of you that like pets, I understand that a lot of these achievements out there have pets. Uh, As I get more research and more knowledge on it, I will bring it forward. And the coming up achievement, or coming up holidays, is of course the. Pilgrim's Pride. That's it. The coming up achievements. The coming up achievement is Pilgrim's Pride, and then there is Winter's Veil, vale, Those two achievements. The Winter's Veil vale one, I guess, uh,
1: dresses everything up like Christmas. So by mentioning holidays, believe it or not, every battleground is featured. Every weekend is a holiday. That's one true. Battleground.
0: You get bonuses on those and weekends too. you get bonus
1: too. points on that holiday battleground.
0: So that's uh, what we're going to be looking at, and coming up in future podcasts will be more stuff on the holidays because I find the holiday uh, stuff kind of fun and interesting, and I'll be uh, playing more towards it myself, and I'll be actually trying to uh, play towards the, uh, towards the uh, Pilgrim's Pride one, and I'll uh, report back on it and let you know what we find.
1: At any rate, what else do we got well, i still got to talk about Arathi's strategy here in a little bit, but... Well, you go ahead and talk about Arathi's strategy. All right, Arathi. Basically, if you haven't been in Arathi yet, you've got five op- five objectives to, to take in Arathi. You take it, you take a flag, and you have to hold it. And it takes at least three objectives out of the five t- to start getting ahead of your competitor, the horde or the alliance, whichever one you're playing. But what i found, again, as in Warsong, especially in Arathi, people are out for this high DPS, high killing blows. I guess there's some achievement attached to it. I've I, I got to do a little bit more research, but I think there's like a star or something special you get if you're the high DPS or the high killing blow. That's great. But you're, you're hurting everybody else because we, we we lose more than we win. But there is a strategy that seems to have worked. I have been in four battlegrounds in a row. We've used this strategy one, four times in a row. So I know it works. But and we get a, and we, we start out doing this strategy. We'll get ahead of the horde because I play alliance. We'll get ahead of the horde and then I don't know what happens. Our tanks and whatever decided they're going after their DPS or whatever they decide they do, or they're getting tired of just guarding. Believe it or not, the horde will come to you because that's the whole objective is to take the place back. They will come to you if you guard. So, the strategy that's war- that has worked is you have to work as a group. You stick by your groups. You, when you first go to the battleground, you are in group 1, 2, and 3. Alright? There are three groups. You stay as a group. You attack as a group. You never go out there alone. You shouldn't be out there alone unless you're a rogue. And... That's only if, you'd happen to, if you're happen if you doing pretty good. You guys are way ahead. Then the rogue might disappear and go off and see what they can do and play with. But a rogue is a good defender. So the strategy is, it doesn't matter what group does which one. I'm just gonna tell you the, the way I usually type it out. Group one to the gold mine. Group two to the lumber mill. Group three to the stables. First place to the stables. Um, A lot of people like to get the blacksmith. The blacksmith is hard to hold because it's right up there in the middle. And if the horde has either the gold mine, they've got their farm, which is theirs. Like the stables is the alliance, the farm is the horde's. If they've got the gold mine or the lumber mill and you're trying to hold the blacksmith, you've got the lumber mill and gold mine graveyards. As soon as they respawn, that's where they're coming from. You've got to have a group at the sta- at the blacksmith shop to hold it, minimum of five, if not more. And the chances are you're going to lose it. All right, it's great to go after the blacksmith when you're five, six hundred points ahead, so you can start getting those honor, so you start getting those achievements that you want or that star. I know the strategy works. I've won four in a row because we've got pretty much the same group in there four times in a row last weekend. We use the same strategy each and every time, and we won four times in a row in a Rothi. Nice work. And the whole goal is you take it. One other strategy I can suggest is the stables. Two people off the group that's going off the stables. One goes with the other group, and one goes with the other group to boost them up to six. And you leave three people at the stables. Horde doesn't take the stables very often, but if they go after the stables... What they're doing is they're going after the stables so they can farm you. They want the stables so that when you die and have to come out of your main graveyard, that's where they can kill you coming down that hill. Alright? That is their whole purpose. And that's what they're doing. They're going after those achievements too when they do that. But that's gotta be a planned evolution. The horde usually either does it at the, at the beginning or they do it or they wait till they're ahead and then they do it. Alright, that's the one thing I've noticed is the horde will go after the stables from the get go and try and hold it. They usually don't because we have to group together and get it back cuz it's hurting us. But by the time that they're done it and we've had to group back up there ahead, so a lot of times it does work. The horde does get ahead by doing that. So, the thing is, you rogues out there, you need to watch out for that priest. We don't get as many killing blows as a rogue. You're just not going to get them. You're not going to achieve those achievements for killing blows and that star and stuff or whatever it is, because you're not a tank. You can't take the damage. But a rogue's job, truthfully, is to get in there, you're stealth, you check around, you look for anybody who's down half their hit points, and you go backstab them. So you can knock them out of the area real quick. Then you stealth up again. Or you're out there and you're protecting that priest who's healing everybody. Anybody goes mess with that priest, you you go balls to the wall and just get them off that priest and hurt them. Because they'll come after you and leave that priest alone once you start hurting them. So that's not. That's about it. Is main, I'm going to recap it. Go as a group. Stay as a group. Fight as a group. Catch the gold mine, the lumber mill, and the stables. Hold them. All three of those and you will win. Excellent.
0: Well, that pretty much covers this podcast for us and everything we planned on covering. Hopefully, more folks are out there listening to us, and we want to hear back from you. So, we want you to email us, contact us, uh, send us send us uh, feedback on iTunes, all of that great stuff. You can email us at Ankhonsu. That's A H K O N S U
1: at NewTemple.com and Thea newtemple.com dot It's T H A E L A H, and I'll be glad to answer back anything you suggestions you've got. I'd like to hear what you have to say. And I'm going to put a plug in there. I'm looking at starting to play around in the arena and I need to anybody on Bori and Tundra that's right now I'm 38 with the Rogue. So I'm looking for a partner for the Rogue so I can start playing in the arena. Um, Now that I have an 80 I have to look into it. But I think as an 80 I'm allowed to start a group. Start an arena group and they can be at the lower levels. So there you go hopefully by next podcast i'll have a little bit more on the arena and how to get started in it so any of you folks out
0: there that want to get started in the arena contact thea and he's looking for somebody to be regularly scheduled for the arena someone he can get to be working with and make it smooth going so you got any other shout outs you want to send out there No, that's it for right now. Well, you know, I think I'll send one out to Bind on Equip. Uh, I can't get their names into my head at the moment, but pretty soon I will. Uh, Those guys have been great. Loads of fun. I love hearing the Aussies. Uh, They've got this great Australian accent. Yes, you have the accent. We don't. Keep that in mind. (laughs) All right. So, at any rate, that would be pretty
1: much it for the Crusaders of New Temple. And I guess aren't we supposed to have a word from that sponsor of ours at the yeah, end? Yeah, we'll stick
0: a word in for the sponsor at the end there. You know, uh, Fire Dragon Hosting, who provides us with the hosting space up on uh, for our website. And that would be it. Ha, ha,
1: ha, ha, ha,